Welcome to Three Cups Collective. We talk about all things coffee, creativity, and community. This is the last of our pre-COVID recordings. In it, we try a new trend called white coffee. We discuss some life updates, and we break down some common excuses for why people aren't achieving their creative goals. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and leave a comment letting us know what you are working on. We hope everyone is safe and in good health. Thanks for listening. This is too far away from I'm getting sleepy, guys. Oh, that's perfect. All right, well, we got just the coffee for you. <laughs> Welcome to Three Cups Collective. <laughs> So we have a coffee that's going to wake you up because this coffee, that brown-ish water there, I don't know, it's orange. It's like a dark orange water. It's white coffee that we have just uh, discovered. And uh, it's supposed to have like 50% more caffeine than regular coffee. (laughs) But it looks like uh, not good. So doesn't... Yeah. David, you roasted this. I did roast it to the specifications that I read online. <laughs> so well, if you found it online, you, I'm sure it's so fine. So what kind of, this like, is did you use a certain coffee? That they put in the roaster's guide, like handbook or anything right, like that. Right, right. This is not at all. White coffee is like a new trend fad thing yeah. coming out now. Now, what were you going to say? Just, I wanted to ask you, like, did you use like a certain type of coffee? To I make this used or... uh, the Guatemala. Why are you talking so low? You're like, what is she? I forgot. What? No, I'm just I'm winding down, is. y'all. Like I need I need to try this. Come thing. on. I'm a party animal till I hit nine thirty. I know it's nine <laughs> nine o'clock. I've got to double check the name. I used. I didn't use Guatemala, did I? Yes, I did. I used Guatemala Antigua Santo Domingo. You S- ruined it. It's my favorite coffee, <laughs> Guatemala Antigua. This is oh, I'm so, so sad now. Out of the three bags of coffee I had left, this is the one that I had bought two bags of coffee with. Oh, okay. So I've already roasted a pound of this. Process and elimination. I still have a half pound left. So this is the only one I'm willing to sacrifice. Right. Because my favorite extra. is the Burundi. Um, Which is what you no, and I. Not the Burundi is what you and I drank. When we did the, the the Brazilian Faza the two Grande. cups collective. The yeah, one we did. The one no, one cup short of podcast. <laughs> I have a, a pound of Brazilian Faza Grande that I re. Brazilian. Fa- Brazilian. Oh. <laughs> I heard Brazilian. Brazilian Faza Grande. Fazenda Grande. Brazilian. I can't remember what it's called. Okay, so this a, is a ruined Guatemalan. We are not. It t- it smells like peanut butter. We're not anticipating this tastes good at all. No. We're doing this for you guys because we love you and we don't want you to have to do this. <laughs> and we're yeah, we all we things coffee, so we wanted to try the new fad. So David roasted us some white coffee um, and we're going to try it. It just kind of sink in that this is the coffee that we're drinking tonight because I'm like I, I'm craving some coffee. I, I actually have oh. um, El Corazon from Just Coffee oh. at the um, That'll be the coffee better. pot, so I that have it ready save, for after us. this. So it smells it smells like peanut butter. <laughs> oh. Like that's that's silly to say, but it does smell like peanut butter. Like less it really oily does. than peanut butter. It smells like nuts. 
Reminds me of those peanut butter sandwiches. Did you already drink little, some? No. Okay. The little orange. Are we drink it? Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Um, cheers. Nah, I'm not mm-hmm. cheers. So it doesn't taste like peanut butter. It, it tastes, tastes like nutty. Yeah. It's not bad. I was expecting it to be like terrible. It's not a strong flavor. And it's not bitter. It's not acidic at all. It's stronger than tea. Yeah. Yes. Tea, tea doesn't have as much flavor as this. But I definitely feel like I have brewed um, a thing of mixed nuts. <laughs> And this is the water that came out of it. It tastes like a nut. Yes. Cashews and peanuts. Uh-huh. Mm. I, I'm, I'm done. It tastes like the... I guess because most of it was like the husk. It's It's got such it. a weird taste that like it, you don't expect it to be... Like the warmness is little... <laughs> like because the liquid is, is hot, is warm... It throws you off because the taste is so, like, you don't, I don't know how to describe what I'm saying. It's like eating warm yogurt to where oh. if you ever do that, <laughs> you notice the temperature of it because you're like, this, this shouldn't, shouldn't be warm. This shouldn't be this warm. Yeah. This, this, this shouldn't be I'm liquid. Tasting. Yes. This should not be. It's not good. Yeah. Well, like, I remember asking you, hey, what happens if we roast green coffee? So this is kind of finding that out because it's. Yeah. No, we brew green coffee. Oh, roast yes. It. Sorry, not roast. We well, always brew roast green coffee. Green coffee. And I was like, let's see what that tastes like. And you said it would taste like grass. Yes. And then, this so this taste tastes like, like nuts because it's like halfway. Tastes like dried roasted. grass. Have you ever Wait, like what? gotten lawn clippings and left them in the trash bag and missed the trash day? And that smell. And that smell yes. of like the rotting that's glass exact, clippings. Yes. That's what this is. That's what it. Rotting glass clip. Grass clippings. <laughs> That's exactly what Yum. it smells and tastes like. I don't know. I We're, mean, I think... Okay, wait. Let me add sugar. Let's add sugar. You want to try it with some sugar? Grass clippings. That's a tough word to say. I have to think about that. Grass clippings. Grass it is hard. clippings. Rotting grass clippings. I, I don't know how I feel about this. It's very strange. Yeah. I'm, what did you do? <laughs> I put sugar in it. Because I thought maybe it'll taste more like peanut butter. No, I'm I don't want sure. I'm not sure like a sweetness would... No, it does not help. <laughs> and I, this is the last of my creamer, so I'm saving it because... Uh, so what does your sugar your sugar peanuts taste like? Like honey roasted? Uh-uh, no. no. <laughs> Although maybe if you put honey in it. No thanks. I'm willing to try the honey. This is weird. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It does. It's not good. I keep drinking it. It's not good. This is worse than the worst hotel coffee I've ever had. This is worse than Keurig coffee. This is the worst thing I've. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm just waiting. In Sam's because he's not drinking his anymore. I'm just waiting for his corazón. Okay. Oh yeah. I should have pushed the button. How much do you want in this? That's good. <laughs> Can I have that spoon? Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, now I'm getting the grass clipping. Worser. <laughs> it did nothing to improve the smell. No. Oh man, I need to. 
That's gross. I'm trying so to breathe taste it. it out. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse, right? Yeah. The All nuttiness right. is gone and it's just putrid. Gross. It's just it's gross. Just... Alright, so I'm gonna wash the cups, y'all chat amongst yourself, and I'm gonna make us some real coffee. Real <laughs> coffee. So um Oh, so what's your advice to the yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a casual abomination that you can perform in your own home. This, this was is, not good. Um, this was not good. It doesn't, you know. I mean, it definitely that first that first sip woke me up, but it just woke me up because it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I It does everything that coffee I would do a lot for more caffeine, but I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like I would do a lot like to increase the caffeine content, I drink, you know, the black eye and the red eye. Right. That has like the espresso sure. in it. But I mean, it also tastes good. This does not taste good. It's no. not worth it. It does. It does the complete opposite of what coffee is supposed to do. There is no reason to do white coffee. Yeah. If you're drinking white coffee right now. You need help. You do. You need serious help. Call a friend. Call family. Call us. Call us. We're Call, here to talk you through this situation. You know, we can give you tons of really great coffee recommendations. Put the but white this coffee is down. not one of them. Put it down. You're just, better than this. Yeah, just step away. It's going to be okay. Coffee is better than this. Whoever started this trend, like... Yeah, I mean... Like, it was almost... It's like, it's, like, almost like one of those, like, um, like an ice bucket challenge. You know, like, hey, let's do this. Let's try it. And it's just, I don't know if people just think it's, I mean, I'm sure there's science behind this. Is there? I don't think there's very much. Because, like, the article I read says that when you roast coffee, like, to its darkest, you only lose about 5% of the caffeine. And so, like, in order for the chemical, like, chain of caffeine to break up, you have to take it, like, past 445 degrees Fahrenheit. Which not many roasters do. They charge it at like 400, the drum, and they usually take it, you know, they don't take it up that high. Yeah. Um, because you want an internal bean temperature of around 385, like for the darker coffees, and less than that for lighter roasts. Sure. So you're not ever going to want to bring the bean to the point where you're breaking the caffeine chains. So you're not really losing that much caffeine the darkest you get. So you're not even, do you think you're actually gaining any more caffeine? Like, like really, like if we, if we think about, if we think about it logically, Mm -hmm. right. You're saying that, Hey, we only lose like 5%. Is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, how much more caffeine are we really gaining by drinking this terrible peanut water? It's just not worth it. I mean, you might as well get like. Caffeine extract and just chug that. <laughs> Get a five-hour energy instead. <laughs> like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not good. Like the taste kind of sticks to you too. Yeah, it's like I have like this coating in my mouth, and I don't. And that's why and I didn't want any more. Any like appealing like peanut scent. That's all it is. It's just like an appealing peanut scent. Because as soon as it goes down, it's gross. It it really is, guys, like a like a weird, like peanut butter peanut like a. I don't know, like a peanut like a peanut butter. That's all, that's all I can picture in my in my mind as far yeah. as like an association. Peanut butter. Man, that was gross. Hot peanut butter, hot liquid. 
it, it the coffee's like super dense too. Like it was impossible for me to grind it at home, like with a large food processor. Um, we had to use your ninja. What mm-hmm. is it called? The ninja? It's like a bullet, like a. It like, looks like a bullet, but it's yeah. not the magic bullet. It's no, no, a ninja no, no, no. something. Some yeah, it it's uh, it's it's for smoothies. It's got a ninja blade on it, you know. But yeah, we had to use that, that. Pulverized it. That was really effective. Do you think it would taste any different if we use like that fine? I powder. That... Don't think it would taste better. No. Okay. Like the only reason, the only benefit I'd be looking for in a coffee that tastes that bad is if it like it cured cancer. Then <laughs> I would drink it. Medicinal purposes. Yes. Well, it says it has higher antioxidants. Yes, and everyone knows. And less acidity, and it's easier on the stomach. Everyone knows how like sol- solid antioxidants are in the scientific world. <laughs> how well researched they are. No, that's so nasty. I don't know. But you only took a couple sips. Yeah, because took, I got... He took, like, two sips. I, tar- I did three. Three? Okay. I did three. Hey, well, let us know. I mean, if you guys have ever drank white coffee, if you like it, if you're a fan, uh, maybe you drank it, maybe you're not a fan, like uh If like you us. haven't had it, I would just steer clear. Not really worth it. But, just, uh, um... Let us know. I'd like to know your feedback regarding white coffee. We um, have checked it off her box and we'll never drink it again. I can confidently say I will never drink that again. Yeah, or if somebody thinks, hey, y'all need to try this brew. Or maybe maybe y'all think, you know, that we did it wrong. Right. If we did it wrong. If you feel like you can change our minds, hey, we are more than happy to. Yeah, if I did it wrong, that's, try I totally, the name ex- of science. I okay, totally so accept that. This coffee uh. here is. Basically, my new favorite coffee ever. Thank it's you. The Thank you, Just Coffee. <laughs> El Corazon Roast <sighs> from Just Coffee. And That's... I want it all the time now. Like So good. Yeah. But we Thank did just order Jesus. two new this coffees so from them. So we're excited to try those because I don't think we've had a bad one from them. Like, no. I, I, we've liked Soul Shaker. We've liked Bike Fuel. Bike Fuel's good. Have you had Bike Fuel? It's definitely like a bright, like blend that Mayan you want to go take Did a you run. Have the Mayan super dark? I had the Mayan super dark. Oh, and that was really, that was really I'm I'm excited to try wake the flock up. Yes, because you know that's right up my alley, right there. Yeah, um, I got that one and the one I can't pronounce the name of it. They I don't have their new single origin that just origin. released this week, which so, I've been reading on, and I I almost picked up a bag because which is I, I think. It's hard. It's for it's hard for me to buy coffee because <laughs> you have been roasting. buying it in, like in bulk and roasting it myself. Um, but yeah, there was Kenyan blend whole whole bean Starbucks <laughs> that was on the clearance aisle, and I was like, I'll get that. And mm. I didn't. I haven't roasted coffee. <coughs> I'm not including the white coffee. I haven't roasted coffee in a couple of weeks. So ah, I love it with just making it just a little bit sweet. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite. Okay. I think it's perfect black. The El Corazon is just yeah. like. I gotta have it with a little sweet. It's a really nice profile of coffee. Oh, that tastes much better, right? Than, than the yeah. peanut butter coffee. It's Bukonzo Organics. It's from Uganda. They're single origin. Nice. 
I think I pronounced it right. If I mispronounced it, let me know. Um, but yeah, this is like this is like money all day long. <laughs> I don't know what you guys put in here, other than what it says in the bag. But <laughs> Which, this is so good. We've we've reviewed this one before, so um, I think it, well, I can't remember what episode it was, but we'll put a link uh, to that season episode. Two, episode six. Ah, wow. El corazón. It's my heart. That's where it's at. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. This is better than Starbucks, like most Starbucks coffees. Because, oh, like, yeah. It's just, it's got interesting flavor. I don't know. It's drinkable as heck. <laughs> yeah. It's very drinkable. I love it. It's so good. I think, I think this is like, like if we ever get invited to like a housewarming party, mm-hmm. like this is the bag of coffee I'm taking. Oh, that you're gonna take? Yeah, that's a good idea. Like this is. But like people this don't is... have housewarming parties anymore. What's Guys, have housewarming parties. Invite again. us over. <laughs> Nobody invites anybody over anymore. No. We've invited people over. We've been trying to like start like a trend again. Um, Are we gonna do the holiday meal? They never invite us back. So. <laughs> Well, though there are six of us, so yeah, it's kind of a, a of, it's kind of a daunting a thing for some people. A lot of even us. though it's not that big of a deal. Over all the time, if it was just you two, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's daunting, right? Like you're like there's a lot of us plus then, four. Of course, you know then you know there's a, there's a lot of mouths to feed, you know. So it's not just we like, could bring our own pizza, you know, for the kids. Yeah, but people aren't going to be like, "Hey, come over to the house, but bring food for your kids." Bring your own. <laughs> Hey, we really want to enjoy your company, but not enough to actually feed you. So That's fine with me. You take care of that. Let's we go Dutch on this evening. Dessert too. and coffee and board games. Dessert, coffee, board games. There you go. That's a good idea. I will own you a ticket to ride. Hmm. <laughs> I don't like that. No, I don't like that. No? Nope. <laughs> You're like, no, yes, I'm not inviting you over. we have lost the art of losing friends over board games. <laughs> we, we got into some pretty heated stuff when we were playing Taboo the other night. Yes, with, like family. Always, always. And we always get into heated stuff. Like... We got into heated stuff over Trivial Pursuit, <laughs> Millennium Edition. Yes, it wouldn't be a family affair <laughs> <laughs> if we're not arguing yeah. about one niche detail about the mechanics of some game. Yeah, the rules, like, and, the... and especially with Taboo, because it felt like it only had like two rules, and the rest of it, it is the like, rules were so vague. Free game. That you were you were just out there. You were the main cheater. <laughs> And then you were the main cheater. 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 She said it correctly. Cheater. (laughs) You were on my team, and I was ashamed. (laughs) But did we win? But did we win? Because Because you you cheated. (laughs) And then Kelsey cheated, who was also on your team. Although Kelsey cheat. Her defense is that she didn't cheat. So that was very. She's not here to defend herself. So that was extremely clever of Kelsey. I didn't think she cheated. Kelsey, you did That's not cheat. That's because you were on her team. You didn't cheat. Okay, but let's say she was on the opposite team. Would you have said no? Whatever. No. You lied. That was that whatever was you got to do to get to the word without saying. Genius. But it wasn't the word. Steak it was the word. versus steak. Steak. <laughs> a wooden steak and a meat steak. They sound the same. You still have to get the person to say steak. Steak your claim. <laughs> I like my steak rare. Y'all are cheaters. Hand me that steak while I kill this vampire. <laughs> You're not Wait, inviting no, him over for dinner. Hold my steak. <laughs> hold my steak. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
how's the bread baking going? You were I uh, attempted. I talking attempted to us about walk, walk, no since walk. the last podcast. Since the last podcast, you I, were doing sourdough, right? I've been met with a series of failures <laughs> that are soul crushing. <laughs> Literally, so much time and work into like feeding the starter, getting everything going, rising, proving dough, kneading it by hand. And I did three loaves of sourdough that all, like, just terrible. One of them was completely flat, like a pancake. It was terrible. <laughs> you have pictures, though, right? So we I can post, pictures. yeah. One of them was just, like, super dense. It was cooked all the way, but it was, like, extremely dense. It was like a giant biscuit. I felt like that's most of my bread that I cooked. Yeah. That I baked. It was all, like, I couldn't get dense. a nice rise out of it. And I don't know if it was because my starter wasn't active enough. And so I tried it the last time I tried with a more active starter. And I got a lot of rise, but it was in one giant bubble on the top <laughs> of the bread. And it actually burst through because the steam I created in the oven to prevent a crust from forming, to allow the bread to rise properly, the crust did form and it ended up bursting out the side of the uh, bottom of the loaf. And so hmm. it was... It was yeah. We watched. That was like three weird weeks worth of product. Like, just I tried process, to make yeah, the, the sourdough with the starter that you brought me, yeah. and that was a disaster. Yeah, it was like batter, and I couldn't get, I couldn't add enough flour. I ran out of flour because yeah. I just couldn't get it to be like an actual. I mean, I know it's supposed to be sticky, but it was like a pancake batter. I mean, my three loaves plus the starter cost me uh, an entire five pound pack of. Yeah. Flour. Yeah. So I got two more five-pound bags, and I'm going to try again next week. <laughs> he looks at this watch. Today's Friday. Today is Friday. Yeah. So I'm going to do a new starter with a different flower, and I'm going to start it hopefully tonight or tomorrow. So next weekend, I'm, I'll be cooking Ben again. Okay, so by the next podcast, too, hopefully you'll have a report hopefully. on the bread baking. And we've been watching uh, Binging with Babish yes. on YouTube. And he, today, was it today or yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday, I think, he put a how to make sourdough video. So I haven't watched that yet all the way through. It's so much it. work. Yeah. It's actually a long video. Like for his videos are pretty short and it was 27 minutes. And they it took them all day to yeah. like constantly you fold it, fold it, do this. And then you do all this stuff and then you, you know, let it sit. And then you do something else to it. Let it sit. Do something else. Like, oh my goodness. It's all day long. Bread mm-hmm. is so amazing and wonderful and beautiful. Yeah, but I it watched is that Michael Pollan, the, what is it called? Oh, yeah. The cooking, it's fire. Cooked. Fire. Eat, yeah, cooked. Heat. It's, uh, yeah. Fire, it heat, has smoke. a different chapter. Yes. Fire, heat, smoke, and uh, fermentation. Yes. Um, so on the episode where he talks about the bread, he says that like if you give someone flour and water, then they can feed themselves for about like seven days and then they'll die. But if you take the flour and water and you make bread and you can feed yourself indefinitely and like live like on just bread and water. Because. Because there's so much like protein, because you can create bread and and it's it's giving the nutrients and it's accessible, it's digestible for your body. You're breaking down everything that's locked in the flour. So maybe we should look at bread making as a survival method, right? And this should be like an essential skill, exactly. And, And one of the things that he talked about is like modern bread that you get off the store. You can't do that with no. Because they take out all of the, like, the germ of the wheat. Yeah. They take it out to make the, the white flour, and then they bleach it. 
and you end up losing all those nutrients. And so what they did is instead of going back on that process, they enrich it. They enrich it <laughs> with all the nutrients that you took out of it. And so it still is not as nutritious as whole grain um, bread flour. Right, right. So he was he was like talking about that, and I'm just like I was fascinated. And of course, I had just watched like a 30 minute thing on like this guy in Ireland who's like going back to traditional methods of making bread and doing sourdough starters naturally and not using any yeast or fast rising instant yeast or anything like that. Wow. And so like that's what made me want to do the bread. Yeah. And I just haven't got a hang of it yet. <laughs> it's It's tough. intense. Yeah, it it's really tough. is gotta, intense. The guy that he had more. on the show, I don't know his name, but he was saying like it forces you to slow down. It forces you to spend the day focusing on one thing. Yeah. And intending wa- to one thing. <laughs> I was going to say waste, but yeah, I felt like I would like I would waste a whole Saturday like just making stuff. Yeah, when you you were trying to make bread yeah. for a while, yeah, and they never were coming out. Like they there's never... there's some things that would work, but other things just. Feel Although like... the kids mentioned your pizza dough, when we made the pizza, uh-huh. and they really liked your pizza dough, <laughs> and they wanted you to make some more. So I was telling Kelsey That's a long that because she was telling me, yeah, it just takes work and practice. You got to learn how. And I'm like, well, I've made pizza dough, and Kelsey's like, everyone's made pizza dough. <laughs> Anyone can make pizza dough, David. Like, and I'm like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what have I you do, been doing, I, Sam, since we last podcasted? Nothing. Been okay. doing nothing. <laughs> Waiting. That's been nice. doing nothing. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, to be honest with you guys, I I um I downloaded a game. <gasps> I did. What? Yeah, I did. You what went happens? back on your self-imposed. Uh, gaming where, fast or whatever it was. Where you were did doing? productivity Sam go? Well, no, he's still there, but I. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I downloaded a game, and it's a game I've played before. What is it? What is it? Uh, Real Racing. <laughs> oh, is that Hot Wheels Real Racing? No, 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 no. It's not Hot Wheels. <laughs> Wait, did we talk about this on the other podcast? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, so no, I downloaded Real Racing, and uh, how was it? It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun because you get to race real like you, they're not like fake cars like mm-hmm. you know so it's like oh it's not like cartoonish cars no, 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 it's no, like no. a real so there's like oh real God. cars yeah and they do everything like they exist in the real world yeah like okay. they do everything from your um, like your street like what you see like you know like people like Mustangs and you know yeah. Corvettes and stuff um, all the way to your um, supercars supercars yeah like McLarens and things like yeah, that yeah it's super cool that's cool yeah so that's so it that's what you've been doing huh yeah interesting alright but okay. uh yeah I redownloaded 2048 you know that game where you combine little blocks to make the higher number yeah it's like you, you smash two twos together and it makes a four and you smash two fours together and it's like a slide I puzzle game. I think so, yes. You slide the numbers around. I don't so think I, I liked that game very much. I redownloaded it because I used to like it a lot. And I was playing it. I've been playing it and it's really fun. But like the ads, you, if you exit the app while the ad is up, it comes back and it shows you the puzzle. So you put your thumb on it. But as soon as your thumb is about to touch the screen, the ad pops up from last time. And it ends up clicking through. And so... Yeah. That's happened a lot, and I'm like ready to delete it again because I'm so yeah. frustrated with like the ads. surprise ad. Like, yeah, <laughs> ads are killing. 
killing the gaming experience. It's sad. You think, yeah? Yeah. Now, Real Racing doesn't have any ads unless you, like, unless you want to get, like, a gold coin, mm-hmm. you know, or you want to reduce the weight on your servicing of your car. So it's like... Um, For extras. Yeah. What is it called? In-app purchase. It's kind of, so it yeah. advertises it advertises. Yeah. 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 Purchases. That's that's Yeah, nice that's how Design Home is. Yeah. But I mean where they get you is like, hey, you know, we have a Porsche for sale this week. Oh, that's funny. You know, and it's like fifty percent off. Yeah. You know, or like I mean if you if you have like the internal coins, you know, that you collect as you go along. Yeah. You know, sometimes they, they say it's fifty like this is what it would cost you, but now it's fifty percent off. But a lot of them like it's like real money, like it's like buy this McLaren. It's only twenty nine dollars. Twenty nine dollars. Yeah. I I can't. Yeah. I can't stomach it's, spending real world money, like real world money on in game stuff. Yeah, yeah but I mean, you so go to an weird. arcade. I know, but like that's that's access to play the game. That's not like going to an arcade, paying two quarters to play, and then paying another two quarters to change your bandana red instead of blue. In Street Fighter. You know, like, it's not... It's not mm. the same. It's like, hey, David, look, I bought this new Porsche. Like, ah, oh, I can't. That's yeah. Not... Yeah, that's, yeah, it's That's crazy. tough. It's too tough. But that's gotta be, like, the Sims generation, you know, of people who yeah. were super hooked on that. And then they started buying farming, you know, like, yeah, remember when we did the farming, yeah. you know, and everybody was harvesting wheat and corn and everything, and building and like that's the scene where it's like yeah just spend a little money playing this game you know and that's how they get you yeah it's how they get it's you. hard enough spending money to play a game at all you know like yeah, yeah. even if it's on like the switch or whatever yeah but, that's but, true we buy video games yeah yeah and our but kids it feels, it feels more like you're buying a product and you're not buying something digital yeah, but our kids like those in-app purchases, especially like Smash Brothers. It's like new character comes out and it's four dollars yeah. or whatever. No, I, we are not behind that. No, we're like, no, no, we already bought the game. Yeah, for a ridiculous amount of money. 69. Games are really I mean, sixty dollars. No, yeah, no, they've done in-app. They've purchased in-app characters like with their own money, like whenever yeah, they get like that. The yeah, e-game they have money. their e-game. I'm yeah. behind that, like earning the character unlocks. That's cool. No, 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 no. Like no. no, they they with like their own like switch them, points. Oh, like you know, money when you for get, their birthday. We say uh, okay. that's your money. You okay, do you, you can do whatever want. you want with it. But it ain't coming so, out of my. <laughs> yeah, it's not coming out of our pocket. But we've like I was talking with Judah and Caleb, and we like figured out that between us buying the sixty dollar game and then buying their extra characters, mm-hmm. like we have like ninety ninety five dollars invested into that game. Oh my gosh! Uh, what game is that? Smash Brothers. Oh, and I'm sure that's low compared to most people. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess they feel like it just enhances it. It's like instead of taking your kid to the arcade or letting them waste money there. You can spend you know, a lot more there. on like Fortnite. Like Fortnite's even. Oh, yeah. oh Fortnite. Because yeah, you buy a custom one, right? emotes and Skins. custom everything. Yeah. And even like streamers can have like their own pack or their own emote where you can buy that emote and put in a code and you're supporting a streamer who is streaming Fortnite. Oh my gosh. So like you can, they've even gone like past the level of in-game purchases to like in-game support for creators who are streaming the game that you're watching and playing along That's to. intense. That's intense. It's a whole different like world, right? There's a world, whole right? financial ecosystem that they yeah. created. 
And that's why it's, I don't know, it's super popular. I, mine keep giving me ads for the games like Bingo or something. And it's like, win real money, you know. Mm-hmm. Just Solitaire. tell us what your PayPal account is. And, and they're like, here, here's a dollar to start. Oh, wow, you want, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. and they're like, this people all won, you know, real money. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's how they get you late yeah. at night when you're like worried about your bills. And yeah. you're like, maybe I could just win it all on <laughs> bingo in app <laughs> i've seen i've seen those commercials and it's like a lady playing in bed yes you know, yes like, they do yeah. and you're like that's me <laughs> i could be a real winner yeah i could have a giant check for fifty six hundred dollars. Nice. oh my gosh that's nice. so funny yeah that's our new uh things to avoid right digital world mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how about you, Esther? What, what have you been doing? You um, haven't. Well, besides knitting, that's mm-hmm. just sort of like a default, right? <laughs> um, I haven't made anything yet, but I've been collecting a lot of materials, ordered a lot of stuff online, which is new for me. And uh, fingers crossed, because I hope they're what I what I want, what I actually want, and. Just, yeah, sourcing materials and stuff. So next week, my plan is to, like, hit the creative mode full force. And then I've been reading uh, my new book, uh, which is The Last Passenger by Charles Finch. It's his latest book. You're a Charles Finch fangirl. I am a huge... I don't want to say fangirl because I, like, I don't post on every... Like, I won't comment on, you know... How many of his books have you not read? So, okay, <laughs> I've read every book of the Charles Lennox series. It's a, it's like a mystery, murder mystery detective. He's Victorian. Fangirl. Detective. <laughs> uh, but I don't like fangirl him, like, as a person. Like, I love the books. You're Do you know what I'm saying? You love the work. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he did write a book that I didn't, I, I started reading it, and I was like, I, and this is, it wasn't in the series, so I was like, no, nah, I don't want it. He's commented on one of my posts before. When like we were like there was some like banter going on about Esther liking this book or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then he like he commented. Yeah, like, that's right. On our conversation. Yeah. It was really funny. So they're it's really funny. good. I really like them. They're great sort of um, detective mystery. He's a gentleman, you know, Victorian era. So no, not Victorian era. Do you ever read Edwardian it out loud? Edwardian era. Go ahead. Do you ever read it out loud? out loud no why would i read it out loud it's interesting (laughs) books change when you read them out loud (laughs) i had this book from the library and me and kelsey were bored and so i was like hey i'll read the book to you (laughs) right so i'm reading out loud but there's like characters like with british accents like like different like female characters and stuff like so I'm trying to do the voices. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like I'd have to use my my uh, my voices because yeah. And it's, it's like an... it's a different. It feels different than when you're just sitting in like everything's taking place like. Because everybody has fantastic accents right. in my head. Right. Yeah. But like when you're reading it out loud, you're like, this is silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've been reading and just trying to enjoy that book before. I get to work. 
Do you guys ever feel like as creatives that you're just like, because I feel this, like, I feel this a lot. Um, but as, as creatives, like, do you guys get to a place to where you're just like, hey, this is just way too much. Like, I'm just, I have completely overwhelmed myself. And, but there's, there's more things that you want to do. Like, there's more, and sometimes it's not just more things you want to do, but there's also like more things you have to do. But, like, there's no more give. Like, like, I'm yes? confused. What's no? the question? Do you ever get to a point where you feel... What's too much? Just any other project or any other task or any other, like, creative endeavor or anything. Like, overwhelmed? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. feel overwhelmed as a creative? But- <laughs> no, I'm way ahead of myself in... I feel like I don't have enough time and resources to do all the things... That are in my brain. But you don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel by that. overwhelmed. I feel like I'm never gonna get to do all the things that I have an idea about. <laughs> but that's yeah. unsettling for you, that same feeling. That same feeling unsettles me. Okay. So he feels the same way, but that's uncomfortable. So Wait, you what? live there. <laughs> that that what you just described is what's aggravating him. That you're never going to get to do all the things that you want to do? Yeah. It's what's unsettling him. But you said you have too many things to do. Or I, like, yeah, it's like there's so much that I want to do, but that I can't get to do that. Because there's so much he has to do. Because there's right so now. many things I have to do right now. So you want to quit your job and be a creative full time. <laughs> doing eight that's different all, things. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying that's what you're going to have to do. I mean, in order to like do right, all the things. Right, in order to do all the yeah, things. Yeah, but then of course you can't like but I can't survive on bread. You need bread and water. <laughs> yeah, I got to start making my own bread. <laughs> um, and sell it so that I can pay my bills and then know, still right? do the things. Yeah, but like, yeah. Do you feel that way? Do you like what Esther described? Like... Like, there's just so many things that you want to do, but you can't even get to those. I mean, it's a little bit of both. Usually at the beginning of a project, like when I get commissioned and I have to prep for a shoot, I get like a little bit of a panic attack, you know? And I have to, um, because there's so much I have to organize, but I can't stop all the stuff I'm already doing. And I do get like really overwhelmed and really stressed out because I'm like, oh. So much detail, right? I've got to do all this stuff. i got to make sure I have all my equipment ready for the shoot, batteries charged, and everything. And that's not even, like, getting to the hard part. Like, everything can go wrong during the shoot. i got to make sure I can get all the footage I need so that when I get to the actual editing room days from now, like, I have the raw material there to actually make something that I can get paid for. Like, that's what overwhelms me and stresses me out, is, like, at the beginning of a project... I get into this mindset that like, if I don't do everything right, right now, I'm going to end up screwed down the road. Yeah. You have to have it all planned out, right? Right. It's like I'm trying to make sourdough and I know I'm going to end up with a crap loaf (laughs) at the end of this process. Like, and so like I I get panicky. So every time I get a new job, like especially from this client, you know, it's, it's a little, it's... Like, and Kelsey kind of has to, like, calm me down because I, I really do get into a mode where I'm super frazzled. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but all my stuff is, like, not where it should be. Like No, we didn't notice. I shoved, <laughs> I shoved everything into that blue bag because I had just came off the shoot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have time to, like, organize it and make sure I had all everything. So I'm, like, just shove everything in there and make sure I can go 
just so I can get here, just get out of here, and make sure I get the video right. so that right. later I can, later I can take right. my time and. So for you, it's the beginning of, it. of a project that you have to really worry about and stress and right. plan and prep. Because I spend so much time planning at, in post production, and that's my comfort zone. Right. That I know, if I don't execute the recording properly, it's not you can go back. I'm gonna hate it. myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I'm literally if if something's out of focus, and I know I have to fix it, and it's not the desired shot, you know, because I can't sit here and monitor behind the camera. Right. Or like I'm running two cameras at once, like I was two days ago. Yeah. Like it's it's you don't so, know what's happening on that other camera. The execution right? is so like uh, stressful yeah. on this side of things. So it's almost like if Esther was like if she had alpacas growing in the backyard, like living in the backyard, growing, growing out of the ground. <laughs> living got a new in, alpaca plant. Living in the yeah. backyard, taking that turning into fiber. Right, yeah, and then because she there's has a to dye the yarn. Right, right. if she doesn't dye the yarn right, right, yeah. because there's a project that she wants to knit for a client yeah. who's requested that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you, it's literally like yeah. farming. It's it is that's a really great analogy because like if the weather is the variable, right? Mm-hmm. So I can plant the seed that I need to sell now. You know, it's going to take two months to grow, and so much can go wrong that's out of my control mm-hmm. that I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, ugh. So I but get I mean, stressed don't out with the sewing. Don't you think that that's like part of the thrill of your job? That's also why you love it? I mean, to like, me. Because it's exciting and every job is different. And To me, the thrill is the deadline. Because <laughs> 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 that's a whole other like. Right. Because you. Because yes. that's. Now I'm taking like everything I have full knowledge of and everything I know I can do with the footage and I, I'm making these small compromises to try and get <laughs> as close to fun. the deadline <laughs> as close to the deadline as I can possibly get, which is usually on the other side of the deadline. Um, but like that's that's my that's the excitement that other people get stressed out about, but I'm like, no, I'm living I'm living life. If now. you wait to the last minute, it only takes a minute, right? <laughs> well, it's more like <laughs> It's more like I spent so much time prepping and so much time like processing all the footage and color correcting and doing all the need to do's that I have five days or three hours or 30 minutes before the videos due to get my want to do's in, you know? Oh, okay. To the get little my extras special effects, and to the get things. this to yeah. just look just right, to get that sound to hit in the video, boom, like yeah. just the way I want it to. So that's that's when I feel most excited. I love right. post production. It's the game. I love yeah. editing. I love animating. I love all that stuff. I get stressed with execution of recordings. Right, right. Hmm. hmm. But do you get stressed out about um, like creative stuff? Mm-hmm. Like what? What do you get stressed out about? Um. Not. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like not being able to like do the things that I want to do. I think sometimes like from... Um, I mean, you do a lot. So what is it that you're not being able to do? I don't know. I mean, there's other things that I have in mind that I just I just can't get to just because I, I feel like... I feel, well, I feel like number one, I think it's a time management thing. You know, I think if, if I can manage my time better, then 
that'll be very helpful. But, excuse me, um, I don't know. I'm sorry, that was not a good question. I don't know. It's just something, it's hard to put into words, right? I mean, like. You're not wanting to be open. It's not so much like I, I have this project. <laughs> I no, I mean you look like you're you're like oh, I'm telling you. I don't think it's so much he has a project sitting there that he is staring at and like oh I can't finish that. I think it's the idea of something else that's more fulfilling, right? So you're spending so much time doing the stuff that's due that you don't get to do the thing that actually fulfills you and hits that creative spot, right? Yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> What's the other part? <laughs> I'm just trying to understand where well, you're I think coming that's, from. I think that's most of it. I think that's that you know because you're you're tied up doing, um, you're tied up doing the things that that maybe are not like hitting the creative spot, right? Or or they're just things that you just have to do. Like it's just life, right? You have you have to do life. You know you have to, um, you know, go to work. You gotta you know do chores. You gotta do all that other stuff, exercise. right? Exercise, exercise, right? Um, so it's not so much something else as the idea of something else. It's the hope, the want of the something else. The hope of want and something else, but yeah. the between the hope and want and the execution of that hope and want, that's a it's a whole other ball game. Do you think it would help if you just put it on a calendar and just said, I'm gonna do it on this time and make sure that you've done all the things that you need to do before then? I mean, a lot of times and we've talked about this before where we're yeah. like, Oh, let's invite somebody over but actually putting it on the calendar and, you know, then it, you make it happen. But yeah, put, I mean, obviously that, but I think too, um, it's kind of, it's kind of hard just for me, like me not being a, um, like I'm not, I'm not a night owl. Like I'm not, like that's not oh, how I operate. Yeah. So sometimes my free moments like only happen like after 8.30. So between 8.30 and from eight thirty to about nine thirty, like that's how much like that's how much energy I got left before like <laughs> I'm just like tanking, you know, and it's just yeah. like I am done. You know what I mean? It's like I I want to do something else, but hey, it's it's ten o'clock. I'm. It's at ten o'clock. His I brain got, shuts down. I got nothing. So now you have to wake up at like what four <laughs> thirty? Can't do that. Yeah, but I think it's streamlining your routine. Yeah, cutting out the fat and I don't, I don't really know focusing. If that's the solution, though. I mean, there, you can do all the streamlining you can, but like, lightning has to strike sometimes. You know. I think if, but knowing Sam, knowing you, and you streamline your routine to where you gave yourself thirty minutes, even thirty minutes. To sit at the piano in but the morning. How, how can you enjoy and play? Like I think that you would find that you have a lot more just life satisfaction for one, and then more ideas, creativity, sparks. Yeah, but I can't be playing the piano at eight o'clock in the morning. Yes, you can, and it's not eight. Well, it'll be at six thirty. It's not a time <laughs> issue. Is what I'm trying to say. It's an idea issue. How can you enjoy the creative time that you make? When you're so worried about the other stuff you have to do. That's what I'm saying. You have to it's a head you have to streamline. Thing. No, it's you have to streamline space. the you, other stuff you have to do. You can wake up at eight and play the piano, but it's not gonna be you're not hitting that creative flow. You're not what in the mean? creative mode. You're no. just No. Every time there. every time I read about like, 
writing and writers or, or musicians yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. They're like, you just play. You just do it every day. Every you day. get up and you do it. And even some of it's crap, whatever. Those were some not of it people doesn't make full-time jobs. Yes, they're full-time writers. I know because they're yeah. making it their job, but that's right. not how. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't start out as full-time writers. They're not yeah. spending 40, week, 40 hours a week in an office and then making time for their stuff. No, but I'm saying because you the can't discipline. Do both. Discipline will also will also help your creativity. It's yes and yes. Like it's you're both right. You're both right. But if I'm you discipline right. yourself in other things and you discipline yourself in creativity, like then you're going to end up with something. But you can't work yourself out of a rut that way. You can't discipline away depression. No, I didn't say he was depressed. He said he was depressed. No, he didn't. Not like well, actually not like, depressed. Not like, He's you saying know, medically it as like, like creatively you know, depressed. He's Creative, bummed. Bummed. <laughs> okay, so you can't work. You can't discipline your bumness. Out. Yeah, you can. You can't. Yes, you can. Yes, you even can. practicing scales. Even even sitting down at the piano, whatever he wants to do. Like, let's say he wants to record a new podcast segment, or I don't, what do you want to do? He hasn't told us what he wants to do. So that's why I'm still a little bit... We're on the outskirts of what you want to do. We don't really understand what you're, I think what's what you're trying is, to get at. I think what's more is reframing the problem. Well, I that's, think that's what's more important. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. But saying, he's not telling us what the actual problem is. Are you trying to be shady? I'm not trying to be he's shady. He's trying to be all vague and not I'm say not, things on the podcast. No, I'm not trying to be shady. No, not at all. Like, you're very evasive. <laughs> <laughs> No, it just, I think, um... See? <laughs> See? When you do that, you stop yourself. You so you keep exhausting. stopping yourself no, from no. really, like, just letting it out. This is, think of this as a little, like, uh, group... Therapy. I don't want to say therapy because we are not qualified. <laughs> we It's late and we're on coffee. <laughs> is there any more coffee? No, I think, no, I think we're out. all of it. Um... No, it just I I, I look. <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say? He's like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Just gonna. What time is it? Um, it's ten forty-five. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't know. I mean, I I, I look at I look at both of you, right? And you guys are what I would consider like full-time creative people, for the most part. <laughs> Maybe not full-time. Like but we're 40. also full-time stay-at-home parents. You are. Which really. Cuts that creative. Me and Kelsey have this conversation all the time. Like, where she's like, you're home, right? So, like, you should be able to cook and clean. Like, you should be able to take care of all that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm home, but I'm trying to do that at the same time, trying to make money using doing video. And it's not like I And watching the kid who is, like, every five minutes saying... It's not like I can keep Amelia from destroying everything in the house while doing high level video editing right i'm like those two worlds don't coincide i can't sit at my desk for three hours like not only does the dog have to go out every 15 minutes but the kids gotta pee every 30 Mm -hmm. and by the way i have to feed (laughs) i have to feed everyone too like including you when you come home like it's more than it's hard it It is hard like it's not like i can like put amelia on a schedule or the dog on a schedule i can do that it would (laughs) help yeah but at the end of the day, those two worlds aren't meant to coexist. I can't, the way my creative yeah. process works, I have to stay up late in order to get my creative process. Like, right. I, I may not enjoy it, but I just down a ton of coffee and I just trudge through yeah. 
getting the creative work done because I don't always have the time to yeah. do that. I can get in maybe an hour or two of like solid. Yeah. But I guarantee you that when I like when I go and pick up the kids, right? Because my day is from what? 830 to 3 when I leave the house, right? So I have this time here and I have Eliana. And if I am working and she knows I'm distracted or I'm like looking at something other than her. Oh my God. The the disaster. I mean, the, the right, the, the marker on the wall, the jumping on the couch, you know, and, and my craft room is in another room. So I can't see through that wall. I mean, I'm I hear her. I hear her. Yeah, yeah. I hear her and I know and I'm like, okay, you know, here's yeah. here's this toy or she has a little bath, a toy bathtub thing. And before I know it, she has poured it all over herself, you know, and like given herself a bath. So now I have to like strip her down, you know, and, and it, it really creates a whole nother mess, like mm-hmm. a whole nother like task. So I have to know that I don't, I can't stop working at three to walk out of the house. I have to stop working at two Mm -hmm. to clean up the mess, clean her up, see if she's actually, you know, eating and, you know, okay, we're going to go to a potty because we're about to leave the house. Like you have to really, your day gets shorter and shorter plus all the breaks in between. So really you get like maybe an hour or two of actual work done that's why i had to give kelsey the car today because i knew i had to cook dinner so that i can get here before nine o'clock yeah yeah. right yeah and so that meant i had to cook dinner and i couldn't stop cooking long enough to take her her to the potty to get her dress make sure she puts her shoes back on because she always takes the shoes yeah yeah in order to get inside the car and go pick up kelsey and come back yeah it's a it's it's a it's a thing i mean once she goes to school hopefully I'll feel like, yeah, I can close the door on my creativity. Because now it's like, okay, so I work a few hours during the day. And, you know, and then and then you feel bad because you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm ignoring my child. I'm, I'm supposed to be here for them. And <laughs> I need to read to her and play with her and blah, blah, blah. Right? So you yeah. have you have that, too, where you're the like. The guilt. <laughs> yes. The, the, the parent guilt where you're like, oh, I'm not looking at my child 24-7, you know. Uh, you know, Daniel Tiger is, is, you know, parenting, parenting my child. Yeah, today, you know, which is fine. I mean, you know, on some days it's you fine, do, but I can't do. do that five days a week. Yeah. I, I remember you working know? from home one day and I was sitting here and my back is turned and Ellie's here. And then you came in and you're like, Hey, and I look around and this place is just covered. Clothes and, and toys like, everywhere. Everywhere. Every mm-hmm. surface area, the shoes, everything, you know. I don't know how long like, my oh, back was turned. Uh... I said, I'll take care of this. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's when my back was out. Just yeah. walk through. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I when like, I set up the file transfers I mentioned earlier to make sure that I had enough room in the drive for the cards that I just transferred while I was here, <laughs> Amelia had gotten a marker and she went all over yeah. her house. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even know how long I was at the computer. But I remember telling her, like, go sit down and watch your thing because she kept bugging me about something. Right. And next thing you know, like, she's got marker all yeah. over her face. Yeah. So I can't, so then now, then we're here with the kid, I cook dinner, yeah. you know, we do the homework, we yell at everyone for not doing, you know, whatever it is that we're doing. If we have a, something going on that night, we do that, put the kids to bed, and then it's like, okay, back to work, 8.30, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Until whenever your brain just fries up, you know, and maybe when she's in school, I'll be able to say, oh yeah, oh, I got all my work done today, you know. 
Or I did what in. I I actually did what I needed to do and went to all the places I needed to go without or be her able to clock into your creative work fit, you know, and, yeah. and maintain that discipline of like yes. that the creative work requires. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm interested to find out uh, what that would be like. Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I still have another year and a half. So you know, you do what you can, but I do think if I don't make the time to go up there and at least try. And there was a few times last week where I know I was telling you, I went into the craft room and I was like, ugh, everything. I don't like any of this. I have no inspiration. I have no ideas. And I sat down and I tried something. And I was like, that's ugly, you know, and oh, let me try this. That's ugly. But I still was going in there. And I, I kept telling myself, at least I'm finding out what works and what doesn't work and what I like and what I don't like and yeah. how not to do it. So... You know, I'm like, okay, it's something. Yeah. And now, hopefully, next week I can go in and be like, okay, I already know what, where I'm going with this. I feel like full-time creatives is like a myth. So, so we're all, um, Mm. except for unless you're rich. Well, I was just saying, I think, I think at this point, like, yeah, or supported, right? If you're supported by, yeah, yeah. If if there is no economic demand on your time. Man, if there you was no be, economic demand. You can and that's how it used to be. In the Renaissance, they all these people were funded. Da Vinci was funded yes, by I somebody. To, he yeah. was inventing things and painting things because someone he had was the time to do it, right? Bills. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't have to like yeah. Michelangelo was commissioned. Right. Like he didn't make the David on his spare time. You right. know, right. he didn't paint the Sistine Chapel yeah. as a hobby. Right. Right. He, he got a patron. paid to do it. He had a patron. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and it's like we, we lost that because people are like, we're not paying for creative work. It's not worth it to have you tinker in, in your artist studio for five hours. Right. No one's paying you for that. Yeah. Hmm. So it sounds like we're all, um, and I guess everyone should be encouraged, right? That you kind of have that. Push and pull or what? That push and pull and that also it's a... Um, like we're all like moonlighting, I guess in a way. Like <laughs> like we have like day jobs, yeah, like I mean, in like, order to do the side hustle or whatever you want to call it, right? If you're being paid for love. any creative work, if you're being paid for any creative work, you are already more successful in your life than like Vincent Van Gogh was like. Because <laughs> he didn't get paid for any of his creative right. work. Right. All of his stuff, all his yeah. success was posthumous. Like if you are actually pulling that off, if you're doing commissions all over Twitter or whatever, you are already successful no matter how small that five dollar portrait mm-hmm. for someone's profile is like yeah that's true if you're making any money I feel but like i mean let's say you're not making money and you're just doing it because you love it i mean if somebody else says hey i like that too mm-hmm. even that is like that's i mean that's validation that's whatever let's say nobody likes your stuff who cares just keep doing it <laughs> yeah, I mean, right i read a quote that keep... was like don't worry about what everyone else thinks. Just keep making because that's their problem. Like, let them worry about whether they like it or not. It doesn't matter to you. If you like it or you want to do that thing, like, do it. And it's everybody else's problem whether they yeah. like it or not. So yeah. just keep going, you know, and the world can decide on, on its own time. Yeah. You're busy. Did you hear um, Did you hear the new Radiolab podcast that was out today? Today's no. Today, yeah. So it's um, it's Jad doing a kind of like a a nod to a guy named Joe Frank. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. he passed away. He was kind of like a pioneer in radio and podcasts to kind of... Wait, Joe Frank passed away like a while ago, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just heard it today. You heard it today? Are you sure it came out today? It may be an older episode. It may be an older episode. I think I know which one you're talking about. So I think there's there's one portion with with him and Ira Glass mm-hmm. together. Yes. Okay. So maybe That's an old a, episode. That's an old one. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, it was... Um, there's one there's one part of the story that Ira is is talking about his radio shows mm-hmm. and he's like I could care less of whoever hears my radio show you know in five years or ten years like that's not what it's for it's for you know the right now and if someone likes it great if someone doesn't like it then you know he uses a couple expletives you know in that but yeah. he's just like I don't care I don't care if anyone likes it or not and the reason they were talking about that is because Joe Frank was who they took their cues off they right. were both inspired by his use of music yeah. in his radio stories yeah and they, they were both so like struck by the quirkiness by the perfect use of these like snippets of sound and how much color and and like life it added to the story, story. right that yeah. it inspired like ira glass's entire like body of work and and like jazz well, he was his assistant pro- right. know, production and, guy and yeah. jazz like total like use of sound and, and all this radio lab stuff like it it kicked off all this stuff but yeah. like joe, joe frank didn't know that you know no. he didn't know that that's not what he was aiming for right he just did his creative thing and it just fed these other people but it needed time to ferment Almost in obscurity. You know? Obscurity, absolutely, absolutely. So, what are, what is the takeaway then for you? So the the takeaway is <clears throat> that um, you gotta you gotta suck it up. <laughs> that's, and that's, and that's just right? what it is. You just gotta make it happen because if you want to do it, right. it you make it happen. Yeah, it sounds insensitive, right? But I think if and there's like all those every when you say like you gotta suck it up. I'm, I'm, my brain is pinging all those motivational, like Gary Vee, you know, all those other people who like are if like, it's worth pursuing, right? If it's worth doing, you'll right. fi- if you'll find the time to do it. If you really enjoy doing this, you're going to end up spending time making time for it, you know? And it's like, like make it a priority. But right. the same, you know, but I think there's that's all well and good, but that's, yeah, that's, I and understand but real that. life also exists. But real life always exists. So like I, I'm, I'm married. I have four kids. And the de- lawn keeps growing. The lawn yeah. grows. Like it demands my time. Like my my family demands my time, and and that's good. And that's yeah. Those are good. Those things. those are yeah. good things. Um, my family like like does not hinge on my creative aspirations. Yeah, but they but your family needs you to be doing things that you love, or else you're not the best version of yourself. Right. And you're like grumpy pants and everyone's like, just go play the piano or do something like, because I think in some ways you do have, it's like that whole self care thing, right? Where they're like, you do need to take care of yourself or else you're not your best self (laughs) for the rest of your family. You know? So if self care for you is playing the piano for at least 30 minutes a day or doing something creative or trying something out, like... I mean, I think you, you do need to do it a, several times a week at least, you know, to, to be able to be your best version for your family mm-hmm. and for your career. Because if you're sitting there at work and you're daydreaming and you're like not motivated because you are wishing you had, were doing something else creative. But if you do the thing that's creative, then at work you're like, okay, you know, I'm ready to work now because I got that out of my system. And I know that when I go home, I'm going to do, I'm going to finish 
you know, that project that I was working on. Yeah. So I feel like it really helps all the other. I mean, there's some days I wish areas. like I had a piano in my office. <laughs> yeah, like... your boss would not appreciate that. <laughs> this was sort of a coffee-centered one, so that was kind of. Yeah, we just talked. We did a little bit of therapy. We tried to pull Sam out of it, but we'll see. We'll see.